So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What's going on, everyone? Jose G here for Sports Keto Wrestling. Tonight on The Debrief, Rico and I are going to cover everything that went down on last night's WWNXT. We now know what the main event for NXT TakeOver in your house is going to be with Cameron Cross being involved in a fatal five-way, mm. plus Ember Moon's calling out Raquel Gonzalez, and who can stop MSK in the NXT tag team division right now? We're going to talk about everything on NXT tonight on The Debrief. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Sports Kita's Wrestling's The Debrief. I'm your host, Jose G. And next to me, the top Chico himself, Rico El Glorioso. And we are here to talk about NXT, everything that's leading up to NXT TakeOver in your house. Just three weeks from Sunday. Is it three weeks or two weeks, Rico? I think your audio is off, dude. <laughs> It is in 11 days, Jose. It is on oh, in 11 days. June 13th, so a week and a half. So a week from yeah, Sunday. Man. Yeah, uh, TakeOver in your house is looking real good. We got a, a unbelievable main event so far. A fatal five-way carrying cross against. We're going to cover all of that, but that just was just, just one thing on top of another. Uh, but then we also got Ember Moon calling out Raquel. MSK, I thought Legala was going to be able to take out MSK, but MSK continues with their stronghold on NXT tag team. Uh, so overall, man, what did you think of last night's NXT before we dive into all the details? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I, I feel this is something that they needed, especially fresh off the heels of an amazing double or nothing pay-per-view, which I was luckily able to get a ticket last second and make it there yeah, in you person. Did. Yeah, you did. Freaking amazing pay-per-view in person. So they need to step up their game coming off the heels of that, and they can do it. If any other program has the talent to step up to what we saw in Double or Nothing, it is NXT. So I can only imagine what they're going to try to do at NXT TakeOver in your house to really offset what was done by AEW this past Sunday. So they're going to hold out. They're, they're going to pull all the stops. They're going to now hold back. And we saw yeah. that right off the bat with what the main event is going to be. So I'm excited. And this was a good way of kicking it off. I, no, I completely agree. And before we dive into all the details about last night's NXT, guys, make sure 
you are subscribing to our channel on YouTube. Sharing is caring. If you're watching us on Facebook, make sure you're sharing tonight's show in your favorite wrestling group. Tag your friends in the comment section. Make sure you're engaging with the show. Show us the thumbs up, the heart emojis, the laugh emojis, the wow emojis, the angry emojis. Let us know what's on your mind when it comes to NXT because we are building up to uh, a pretty big show come 11 days. And you're absolutely right. Coming off the heels of double or nothing this past sunday uh nxt you know they they want to up their game and you know they're doing that they're doing that uh leading up to nxt takeover in your house in the opening match man just in the opening match alone we got to see the triple which i thought it was going to be the main event by the way mm -hmm. the triple threat match for the number one contender spot to carry and cross his title kyle o'reilly johnny gargano and pete dunn Oh, it was so good. We didn't even know which way they were going to go with this. Like, figured somehow, you know, I assumed it was going to be Pete Dunn just to get a simple one-on-one -on -one against Karen Cross. I wouldn't have been mad if it was, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, especially what they're trying to build with him, or even Johnny Gargano, because now that he's, you know, fresh off the loss of the North American Championship to Bronson Reed, it's nice to see him back in the main title picture, which he even said in one of his video packages that, you know, last time I did it, I did it for you. This time, I'm doing it for me. So, all three guys stood an amazing chance, and I honestly, I can't believe I forgot about him, but I forgot about Adam Cole, and sure enough, he made his presence felt. He laid out everybody, and that's why he did do it at the beginning of the show. We assume, like you said, like that kind of match is a main event. Like That is a main event for uh, NXT, but there was still so much more of a story to tell that they had to start it off that way because we even heard later – from Adam Cole, out of nowhere, like he, we even we had more segments to this storyline. But here in this storyline, in this match, which was an amazing match, by the way, just the sequence between all three guys, like we knew we were gonna get this, which is why I'm so excited now. What's happening later? But this, they had so many amazing sequences. There was like double submission moves by Pete Dunn with a double. It was a good finger match. break. There was so many good spots, and like they worked really well. All three guys worked amazingly with each other in this match to have adam cole come out and just ruin it laying everybody out hitting everybody with the chair taking out kyle o'reilly i'm good i'm good i'm done i'm done and then going attacking him again in the back of no i'm good he I'm did good. a he did a seth rollins he, him and seth rollins are exactly the same at this point with the how they're handling their opponents with no, I'm, I'm good i'm good and just going over and attacking him again which i love i thought this was great and this led to another segment where Adam Cole comes out and he calls out Karrion Cross, telling him, like, no, you cannot forget about me. I am the one who made NXT. I'm the one that held this belt for 408 days. I took out the three of their top guys by myself in one night. I want you, Karrion Cross. And then having Karrion Cross come out and just be straight up, just not even a care, just in like how he would normally talk and be like, no, I'm gonna handle you. Like you're asking for this, this ass kicking. You're gonna get it. So you, so you can't hide from me anymore. And before they can even really start brawling out again, William Regal comes out, and he in the middle as William's gonna say something. Karen Cross, you're not shuts gonna squirm your way into this title match, Adam. Oh, terrible, he, terrible British he, accent. He cuts off William Regal. Says William, you showed up. I want all of them. I want. Adam Cole, Jarner Gargano, 
I want oh, I want Kyle O'Reilly. I want Pete Dunne. So they're making a furious five-way match for the NXT Championship at In Your House. So if that match was any indication was just three, imagine five. It's going to be five chaos. Of the best wrestlers that they have in NXT for one title. Oh, this it's going to be absolute chaos. <clears throat> but utter mayhem. Yeah, but it's it, you know it's it, it's worth noting you know talking about carrying Cross here. Stephen Hall poses this question: Do you think Cross will lose the title at Takeover without being pinned as a way to keep him looking strong heading into the main roster? Now, it is worth noting that there has been several reports and several rumors that they want to have Carrying Cross fast track to the main roster. That has not been confirmed. Um, there is no indication that there he is going to be brought up. But if you were to bring him up, that would be the smart way to do it. You know, not have him pin, keep him looking strong, make his debut the very next night on Monday Night Raw or or on SmackDown. So there's no confirmation, but I think that if you were going to, you know, have him drop the title, but that'll probably be the right way to do it. Uh, Stephen Chambers here putting in the uh, chiming in, in the comments. Oh, Cole yeah. called him an overrated, overrated muscle head. But- Mr. Cole, Mr. Overrated. I got to tell you, man. And he threw the water bottle and he almost hit Scarlet. But that did not sit well with him. The timing was perfect. But he just like saved her and he got pegged in the back by that water bottle. And it was about to hit Scarlet. Yeah, that did not sit well with him. You could see that in his reaction. Make sure he doesn't go anywhere. I'm talking to him before I leave today. I'm pretty sure that was completely shoot. Like... It might be partly in character, but I'm sure he he wanted to have some words with one Austin Jenkins before he left that building after almost hitting Scarlett Bordeaux with that bottle of water unexpectedly. Yeah, man. But it's also it was also pretty cool the uh, the back and forth, especially when Adam Cole was calling him out and the promo that they were having back. Excuse me, the back and forth between him, Karen Cross, and Adam Cole was probably one of the best promos I've seen in a while on NXT in the main title picture uh just because you know finn was great and everything but just having an adam cole who is amazing on the mic and also in ring that we know and carrying cross who's just on another level right now with barbarian status just like killing everyone on nxt and you have this david versus goliath type of type of formula and the fact that adam cole is super short which carrying cross Called him out on that sub little guy. <laughs> I thought it was great because it's like, okay, I might be a little guy, but you know what? I'm the best wrestler here. You can't you can't even lace my boots. And you know what? Adam Cole has a point, and we'll we'll see. We'll see the interaction at, in your house. Uh, t- uh, is gonna be is gonna be great. Just imagine, imagine, because that's a great idea of you know try to bring him up to the main roster and still keeping him strong by not having him lose. But imagine. If in this match he wrecks everybody, how dominant would Karrion Cross who, look? Who faces him? Who who takes him down in NXT? If he takes down everyone, if he does a Roman Reigns and stacks everyone on top of each other and pins all just five of these guys, he does that. That'd be just like ridiculous. That's just just like he, he's unbeatable. He he might as well just relinquish the title and just move out to Raw or SmackDown, whichever. Just imagine if he did that. The That's only thing ridiculous. is, this is a pay per view match with. One Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and one Johnny Gargano. So there's way too many false finishes that are going to happen because of just oh, those yeah. two guys. But it, 
if it wasn't for Austin, for Austin, for uh, Adam Cole and for Johnny Gargano, I could easily see like if it was like a triple threat between Kyle and Pete Dunn, if he just wrecked them and just just squashed both of them, just to assert dominance and just again, like you said, who who could possibly be Ooh. good enough? Who who Ooh. could possibly be good enough to defeat one Carrion Cross if he gets through Volter. this gauntlet of four guys? Volter. You can only bring in Volter or Volter. bring somebody down because you could have brought somebody down to NXT. That's not happening, but Volter is the only other person I can think. Volter and like Ilya are the only two people that are crazy enough to really like stand a chance against this carrying cross. Guys, sign off in the comments. Let us know your thoughts about Cross going into NXT Takeover in your house in that fatal five-way match. Tell us your early predictions. Let us know who you're going with uh in that main event. And if you're also just tuning in, make sure you are subscribing to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Make sure you're setting your notifications. Set that notification bell on so that way you never, ever miss when we drop new content, new videos, new live streams. Same thing on Facebook. Make sure you set your notifications to see first so that way whenever we have breaking news, like the huge news we had today of all the WWE releases, again, with Braun Strowman being released, Ruby Riot, Aleister Black, all those guys, we have all that coverage in all of our, and on our YouTube and in our Facebook and also on our podcast feed, make sure you are subscribing to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your major podcasts. You, if you don't want to watch the video, you know what? Go and listen to the audio on your ride home. You can listen to all the news reports. You can listen to the breaking news. You can listen to the Inside Cradle, to Legion of Raw with Vince Russo and Chris Featherstone. And Friday nights, Dirty Dutch Mantel and Rick Uccino cover Smack Talk. And Wednesday nights, myself. The debrief, Rico and myself. So make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share and like tonight's show. All right, Rico, let's move on to uh to Jake Atlas because Jake Atlas yeah. had a real really good uh really yeah. good showing against LA Knight, who yeah. thought he had this in the bag. But let me talk to you, Rico. Let yeah. me talk to you real quick. Yeah. Oh, is Jake Atlas gonna be Jay Millions? Hell no. I love the storyline. I'm I'm I enjoying think... this. I, I w- that's a nice swerve to have Jake Atlas be the new guy for Ted DiBiase. Hey, that'll show how progressive the million dollar man is. It is, yeah. Especially, you know, with it being Pride Month and everything that Pride, uh, yeah. with Jake Atlas and everything he's done on social media, which I think is awesome. But I just thought this whole storyline, I'm enjoying it because of the people involved uh, with Cameron Grimes, with LA Knight, dropping that promo early, walking to the ring, dropping a promo yeah, go and put on my monkey. Uh, go and put on my music, monkey. Yeah, yes. Yeah, L.A. Nights time. Love and it. Drops that promo, and then having Ted DiBiase come out, and then Cameron Grimes, of course, coming out to talk to him during the match. But you got you can't sleep on Jake Atlas. Like he is nah, one talented individual, bright, shiny blazer and all. Which, like you said, like I would not be surprised if that ends up being that end of the storyline. But this was a fan. This this was a fun match to watch, especially with the back and forth. And because of the fallout of this match, with Jake Atlas getting once again the upper hand over somebody trying to get the affection of one million dollar man, we're gonna have a one-on-one match at Takeover in your house. We are gonna get once again Cameron Grimes to the moon versus L.A. Knight. So I'm looking forward to that one too because we know Ted DiBiase is gonna get involved. Pretty sure Jake Atlas will get involved. But this is gonna be entertaining, especially if they keep up these this 
just the promo work from these guys and just the just the personalities that are involved, which are hilarious. So I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, we got Matthew Soraki here saying Million Dollar Man has to be with a heel. So clearly Cameron Grimes is not the heel here anymore. He's done. So do we think that LA Knight gets the big win at TakeOver? Who knows? We still got a few more weeks to build this up. Week. <laughs> we got a week. A week. Uh, <laughs> but I I am thoroughly enjoying this storyline. It started off just with Cameron Grind's shop into having this competition with the Million Dollar Man, getting outbid, getting outbought. And now we have this rivalry to see who's going to be the one to represent the Million Dollar Enterprise. So it's going to be... it's. It's gonna be interesting, and I and I hope that LA Knight does get that position, oh, man. It should be. It should so be LA Knight. He's perfect for it. He really is. He he really is perfect for that role. But uh, they, let's. I was gonna say this. We also have another match that looks like it's slated for Takeover in Your House, and these are two incredibly talented women that looks like are gonna be finally facing off. Where we have Zaya Lee, who cut a promo against Mercedes Martinez. Bringing back the history in the first ever May Young Classic, where we had this bright-eyed, you know, bushy-tailed youngster and Zia Lee, you know, doing her her great, you know, uh, her martial arts performances before the, you know, before every match, and she got choked out. She got put to sleep in the Dragon Sleeper by one Mercedes Martinez, and she told her, "I didn't forget. I'm gonna make up for this. I'm gonna make this right." As well, we've got a, uh, the response promo from Mercedes later on, which I thought was another badass one because she's just the baddest of who she is. We're finally <laughs> possibly going to get this hard-hitting match between Zia Lee, this new Zia Lee. This is going to be good. TSR, this is going to be good. And Mercedes Martinez. That's gonna this is going to be good. And I absolutely love the callback to the May Young Classic. You don't know how Long important that is. Storybooking. If, yes, absolutely. <laughs> just because... Back then, Zaylee, we knew about Zaylee, but Zaylee seemed to be very, very green back at the Mary at the May Young Classic, going up against a veteran in Mercedes Martinez, and you can see in the match that mm-hmm. you know Mercedes didn't want to you know do this, but now we have a whole different version of Zaylee, a badass version at that, and now with her association with Tian Shaw, getting you know getting these supernatural powers, all this physical training. Mercedes Martinez better watch out mm-hmm. because Zia Lee is coming for some revenge. She does not want to go through that loss ever again. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably that moment to do that. Plus, Mortal Kombat, yes, Mortal Kombat Zia Lee. Yes, push Mortal <laughs> Kombat Zia Lee. Oh, I can't wait. This, Hopefully, you know, this... It's going to be a continuance of what they've done with Zaylee. This full 180 that they pulled with their character, and just continue. I want to know more. I want to know more with Tian Shaw. I want to know what more with this faction can do together. With what you know, what's Mei Ling's power? Because even throughout this whole thing, like when they cut back from Zaylee, she was there, you know, with her long hair and you know her creepy eyes. We got Conjuring. The new Conjuring movie came out. It's you know very creepy and horror reminiscent of that. So. Uh, I think if there's going to be a time for her to get that one back and really continue to build on the Zia Lee character and put her on top to make her, you know, believable as a potential challenger to the NXT Women's Championship, it's going to be a solid win against Mercedes Martinez. So hopefully they give her that platform and make it happen and continue to push her. I hope so. Been doing. 
I hope so. And 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 I like the vignettes that they're doing with Zaylee. There's they just really need to like believe in her and just let her go. Um, but you know, speaking of some new faces coming up to NXT, we got to see the debut of Carmelo Hayes taking up on Kushida's open challenge for the cruiserweight title. And Carmelo impressed. Were you impressed with I wasn't too much of a fan of being a little too cocky, but I was a fan of him being you know, good in the ring and enough to kind of like bring it to Kushida. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes they'll bring somebody that we're not as familiar with uh, to be like a squash hound for somebody. No, they gave somebody that can go toe to toe with Kushida. And I was really impressed with Carmelo Hayes. I'm I want to see more of him. You know, uh, I don't want him to fall in line with like hit row or anything like that. Let him be himself. Let him be a more serious Leon Ruff. Like Leon Ruff is talented, but he's I don't know. It seems like he's too forced to be a babyface. I feel like with Carmelo, you can actually have a guy that's, you know, he's a little cocky. He's arrogant because he's confident in himself, but he's not going to be taken lightly. Like he went Mm -hmm. toe to toe with Kushida. He went blow for blow with Kushida. And we even saw it at the end with the sign of respect, where even though Kushida did get the win with the hoverboard lock, he made it a point to stay there in the ring and have the crowd acknowledge, you know, Carmelo Hayes and give him the handshake at the end. Like, so this is somebody that we are going to see in the Cruiserweight division for a good while. And he's going to be a champion sooner rather than later. So I'm, I'm excited to see more of Carmelo Hayes. I'm glad that they gave him this kind of spotlight. And even though in a losing effort, he he impressed me. I'm I'm more excited to see. Uh, see I'm excited to see more of him, I should say. Sound off in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on Carmelo Hayes' debut against Kushida last night on NXT. I thought he did, like I mentioned, I thought he, I thought he did a really good job. Um, going up against Kushida, going blow for blow. Uh, the sky is the limit for, for Carmelo. So let's keep a close eye on Carmelo. He had an impressive debut against a veteran. So we just got to keep our eye, eyes out on them. Um, we also got to see the reigning NXT Women's Tag Team Champions from the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell going up against Zoe Stark and Zeta Ramir with the champs getting the solid win. But that's not the story. The story here is the 80s rock ballads and <laughs> and heartbreak that Indy Hartwell's going through with Dexter Loomis. What's up here? So much teenage angst. And I again, I love everything that they're doing with the storyline. We had them being interviewed before their match, and Indy is not able to focus. She's listening to, like you said, 80s rock power ballads and just... All, and she just has all these emotions, and then can't like no, no, this hey, love. Make sure you take it I'm off. Feeling. Yeah, so she makes sure <laughs> she makes a point to take the headset and the like her phone basically, and put it on the little like a barrel that they had back there. And of course, cuts it later. We have Dexter Loomis, and he goes up and he picks it up and he hears it, and then. Oh, <laughs> just the tears, tears on his face. I, it's so corny. But I love it. I love that that's what happened. Uh, so this this storyline is still far from over. But it goes to show, even with that kind of distraction going on, Indy is still delivering in the ring, man. She has really stepped up ever since she's been aligned with The Way and teamed with Candice LeRae. So you can tell she's t- she's learning a lot. But it looks like we do have a new tag team in the form of Zoe Stark and uh, Zeta Ramirez. So speaking of another person relatively new who has been really shining as of late. So it looks like now we have an actual legit tag team that could potentially challenge for those titles at some point. But 
not anytime soon with the way still getting the win. Yeah, man. And and, and that's that's what's gonna happen. They're always gonna get the win. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know what love is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. All the <laughs> I you know what? I'm hoping that NXT next week on the go home show for take your, for for takeover in your house they put a vignette and play power ballads of <laughs> of Indy Hartwell and 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 Dexter Loomis and just put a quick video package together like a like a 90 second video package with all the power ballads and all the cheesy cuts and transitions i want to see that leading up to takeover in your house <laughs> uh here's yeah. a question from uh Stephen Hall saying do you foresee any titles changing hands at takeover as to me other than the possibly cross I think all the title holders are pretty safe as it stands. No, there's one one team. And still, we haven't really found out what the conclusion of this whole storyline is going to be. They have one week to figure out what's going to happen. I think, and we'll just talk about it real quick, I think we should have a ladder match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. It should be a fatal four-way. Mm. And the winner and soon to be recognized as NXT number one, Grizzle Young Vets need to take Should those off of MSK. I love MSK. They're great. They're extremely talented. We saw them. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the main event a little bit, but I want to see Grizzle Young Vets get the title. They freaking oh, yeah. deserve it. They're overdue <laughs> for those they're titles. They way overdue. They're way overdue, and pa- they sh- <laughs> Poppy Poppy should. Be- I petition to that Matthew Soraki. I love it. Absolutely. Yes. I want to hear Poppy singing some some White Snake, but with her voice. Yes. Yes. All the. uh, I want to hear. Bobby's. That'd be amazing. That's terrible. All impersonations aside, I want. That's a great idea. Uh, Poppy should cover the power ballad as you know the the way comes out for the women's nxt tag team championship match and have like dexter loomis just be there on the guitar just like crying but just still like strumming the guitar something like that anything that you can do with poppy and keep adding to the storyline would be great all right man uh do we already touch on ember moon and raquel we have not so uh yeah speaking of one former tag team to another tag team uh because of what happened uh, with the attack from Raquel Gonzalez to Shotzi Blackheart last week, Ember Moon comes right out, and this was right after I think the, yeah, it was right after the match too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where like she just wants to hold the show hostage, and she calls out the champ herself, Raquel Gonzalez, upset about what they did. To the Shotzi. funny thing about this actual segment is that it was immediately after Adam Cole had interrupted the show. So and then Ember Moon comes out to interrupt the show even more, even further. You know, I'm still going to hold this show hostage and get my point across. Adam just got his point. My point is I'm not happy with what you did, Shotzi. So I want to take out your little lap dog in Dakota Kai next week. But it looks like we have the number one contender, it looks like, for the Women's NXT Championship. So I'm pretty sure Ember is going to wreck Dakota next week. And we're going to get Ember. Versus Raquel Gonzalez, which it wouldn't be that bad of a match at NXT TakeOver in your house. Not at all. And and, and Ember has been on a roll ever since she gave her that huge eclipse last week. That was, I mean, just taking out Raquel. Raquel did not, that did not sit well with Raquel. So I think Raquel generally has a gripe with uh, with Ember Moon. 
And I would love to see Ember Moon as a two-time champion. It's just not going to happen right now. Happen. Oh, no. <laughs> no. If I had to like, put money on any of these matches, it's Raquel retaining the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did have an NXT Tag Team Championship match last night. Uh, it was MSK going up against Legado del Fantasma. MSK still showing that they have been dominant, possibly uh, probably the best. I'm going to hate saying this, the best tag team in WWE right now because uh, the Raw tag team champions ain't that ain't that good there. I mean, it's AJ and Omos, but, you know, we, we know where this is going. And then on SmackDown, we got Dominic and Ray, which is fine. They're big names, but they're not putting like the names uh, or they're not putting in like the work like these kids are doing over here at NXT. They're hell of entertaining, but I don't know if you noticed. But there was plenty of booing for MSK last night in the crowd. Plenty of booing. And I think a lot of people kind of have that sentiment. It's like, okay, they're getting stale. They're not doing anything with the character. I think it's time for, for, for a change in the tag team division. GYV. It's time for GYV. We need to get GYV in that title picture sooner rather than later before the crowd fully turns on MSK. What do you think? Yeah, that's why I assume we're going to have some sort, of, some sort of fatal forward because in the middle of this match, which was a solid match between MSK and Legado de Fantasma, we did have Grizzled Young Bets about to make their, uh, their appearance felt, but out comes Timothy Thatcher and old man Champa to even up the playing field, and they all start attacking each other on the outside, but uh, winds up, you know, again, distracting everybody, but MSK winds up getting the upper hand and retaining those titles. Put a fatal four-way match. We already have a furious five-way. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a fatal four-way, make it different. Put it put a ladder in there. Like make it a ladder match for those tag team titles. And that way you can have somehow that looks like MSK is about to retain, but the grizzled young veterans sneakily find a way, you know, tossing somebody's shoe off because it's Zach Gibson and throwing it and somehow distracting MSK, letting them get the opportunity to win those titles. Then you can have MSK, you know, chase the titles and really have to find it within themselves. What do they have to do to get those titles back? And maybe you have to, you know, kind of get a little bit more heelish than what you would expect to to see from these guys in order to get that back from GYV. You can, you can do a lot more personality in the chase than you can with maintaining it. So I'm as much as I'm enjoying MSK's run, I think it should end, give it to somebody else just so you can keep shaking it up, man. Make, make, you know, NXT tag team wrestling great again. And one way you can do it is just shake up, bro. Just shake it up a little bit. Give it to GYV because mm-hmm. they've freaking earned it. I, I completely agree. Uh, so overall, man, what did you, what do you give NXT this week? Uh, best score out of 10. And you guys make sure you put it in the comment section. What's your score for this week's NXT before we jump into this week's preview for AEW dynamite. Ooh, I'll give it a, been like around like seven, nice solid six and a half, seven stars. Uh, just because we have an amazing main event, the Furious Five Way for that NXT Championship, and the way that they did it too, having it open up the show with an amazing triple threat match, even though there was a dusty finish, it was still an amazing match. And then having the amazing promo from Adam Cole, which again, he is the dorky, dorkiest person in real life, but when he is Adam Cole with that mic in his hand. Bro, he's untouchable. He speaks, he speaks hot fire. He's Dylan. 
He's one of the he's the five greatest rappers of all time. Dylan, 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 because he spits hot fire with his promos, even up against <laughs> a guy taller than him and Jumping one carrying bars. cross. He doesn't care because he is Adam Cole, baby. Uh, and then, of course, just, you know, the, the amazing performance from Carmelo Hayes, uh, just the tease of Zia Lee and Mercedes Martinez, knowing we're going to get Ember versus Raquel. Uh, so it's a nice, solid setup when you only have two weeks. So next week is already the go home for uh, TakeOver in your house. I thought this was a solid 7 out of 10 to really get the, the ball rolling for that pay-per-view. Yeah, I thought this was uh, around 8.5 for me, uh, to be completely honest, just because... The main event was good, but we got to get Adam Cole back on TV, man. That's great. He got it. He inserted. He essentially inserted himself into the main event of NXT TakeOver in your house, which is awesome. And then we're going to get a treat with Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, this is TakeOver. They pretty much used this episode to kind of give us the the big scope of TakeOver in your house come uh, the 11th. So mm-hmm. it's going to be. It's going to be good. It's going to be it's good. Gonna be, it's going to be another great one, man. All right, man. Uh, Stephen Hall here saying 7 out of 10. That's what he's given NXT. Stephen Chambers, a lot of Stevens in here. He's giving it an 8. <laughs> and again, guys, put your comments in. Uh, chime in in the comments. Let us know what your score is for this week's NXT. Uh, another question here from Dan William Koziak. Did y'all think Adam Cole should get called up or stay in NXT? I thought he was getting called up. Until he showed up last night on NXT. Because like I said, I kind of already forgot about him in the NXT title picture because we had the triple threat with Pete Dunn, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly. I, I assumed he was ready to get called up. But no, he's he found a way. If there's anybody that can finagle their way into an NXT championship match, it's one Adam Cole, baby. So it looks like he's staying around for a little bit. But somebody, you, you just have that feeling, especially with what happened today. Somebody's moving over, whether it's Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne. Somebody needs to move over to really fill those spots, uh, and, and we'll see who it is. We'll it'll be very telling at in your house, and I think there we'll kind of have an idea of who we see is going to be moving over to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I completely agree with that. All right, man, let's move things over to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, we're coming off the heels of Double or Nothing this past Sunday, and before we uh, jump into this preview uh, of this friday's aew dynamite make sure you're subscribing to youtube uh to the sports keto wrestling channel on youtube hit the subscribe button and then after that hit that notification bell so that way you never ever miss new videos new live streams breaking news like we had earlier today covering the major news coming out of wwe of all the big names being released from the company you can go and check that out on demand right now Monday nights, we got Legion of Raw and with Vince Russo and Chris Featherstone covering and reviewing Raw. Friday nights, Dirty Dutch Mantel covering and reviewing SmackDown along with Rick Uccino and Kevin Kellum and myself every afternoon, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, every afternoon at 6 p.m. covering the top story of the day or something earlier if something else breaks like we did today. So make sure you are setting your notifications to see first so you never, ever miss a post in live stream or a new video. All right, man. So let's jump into all elite wrestling to AE dubs. Um, where we're, this is going to be the show after their big pay per view. Uh, what do you think happens here? We we saw that uh, Britt Baker became the new AEW women's champion. We so saw sorry. Mark Henry make his AEW debut. Uh, what's this Friday's uh, AEW dynamite looking like, Rico? 
Well, first of all, uh, just like you said, so their newest commentator for the new show that's up and coming on TNT and AEW Rampage, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. He uh, did show up there at uh, Daly's Place at Double or Nothing as they announced him as that new commentator. But he's actually going to speak. So much like we had Paul White make his televised debut on Dynamite before starting Dark Elevation, we are going to hear from Mark Henry, which I think is awesome. Uh, we we um, we absolutely do need to have a celebration for one Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, after that much-deserved title win. Like, being there, I will tell you, the energy was so hyped the entire time. The only match that was – the crowd just died and we did not enjoy was when Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Yo! Nobody was, was quiet. We were not feeling that I, match at all. You were Nobody there. wanted that match. So when you were there, what was the what was the energy like? Because when it when I was watching when across across the stream, like I didn't hear the pop that I thought I was gonna hear for Cody because he usually gets a pretty reasonable like he it, I didn't hear anything like that. Nobody wanted it. Everybody was dying to pop the entire night. We popped for freaking Serena Deeb and Rio. And we knew, like, we knew Serena Deeb was going to win, and they had that match. But the crowd was just so anxious to cheer that they wanted to cheer everything. We did cheer everything, especially for Jungle Boy and Britt Baker. Like, we didn't care if they were a heel or babyface. The entire crowd, but you can tell we we're a whole bunch of smarks because we wanted Britt Baker to win, and we wanted Jungle Boy to go over on Christian Cage. Those were the two biggest things that we wanted. The one thing that we didn't want out of the entire night was seeing Anthony Ago go in the ring because they knew he wasn't ready. And he improved. Ah. He improved. He, he you know what? Spots. I, I had listen. I got to take my words back because he impressed we thought me. It was gonna be bad. We thought he was I thought be it was going to be bad. He did actually really well against Cody. But I just think, do you think the promos that Cody has been giving over the last few weeks have hurt him with his fan base? The only thing that would make it worth it is if this was his heel turn and he became Homelander. Because that's exactly what he looked like in that gear. <laughs> he looked like American Okada. Yeah, he like he was trying to be, but it came off to me more like Homelander. Like that's what he needs to be. He needs to be that he thinks he's the hero in his story, but everybody knows that the way he's doing it makes him a heel. Like to me, that's so, the only so way think, justifying it. So do you think backstage he's having like conversations with Brandon? He's like, "Why don't they love me? Why yeah. don't they adore me? I give them everything." Yeah. I, I think that's literally what happened with those with the apparently those groups, those test groups that he's running these promos with. I think that's exactly what it is. Like they're saying yes because it's Cody, but not like being real with him and like, you know, this is coming off a bit, you know, not in the right way. So other than that, like the, the crowd, the entire pay-per-view is amazing, except for this match. But it's not over because on Friday night we're gonna get a tag team match. Cody Rhodes and Big Shotty Lee Johnson are gonna go up against QT Marshall. And one Anthony Agogo, and I love—I know that you love how I pronounce that. So this storyline is not oh, over shit. between the Nightmare family and the Factory. So that's going to continue. Uh, like I said, Britt Baker deserves that celebration after a big win. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get a bull rope match between Nick Camarado, who yes. showed out in that Casino Battle Royal, looking like the Sasquatch that he is, going up against Dustin Rhodes, uh, because of course they did face off. In the Casino Battle Royale, and it's another Factory versus Nightmare Family matchup, but in a bull rope match, which, of course, we know Dustin Rhodes did win the last one. 
so I don't see Nick Camarado losing to Goldust in this one. Uh, but one match I'm extremely looking forward to. We are getting the AEW Tag Team Champs in the Young Bucks going up against two-thirds of Triangulo de la Muerte in the Bastard Pac and Benta. El is this a title Cero. match? Miedo. I, it didn't. They didn't specify it's a title match. I hope it is, but uh, and I hope that Penta comes out in that Joker gear because that Joker setup is freaking awesome. You know that's too. only that's only pay per view gear, bro. He's not I gonna know. put that on Friday. He's it's only pay per view gear. Uh, question here from Stephen Hall. He's saying, do you think the bubble has slightly burst for AEW as the last three major events, Revolution, Blood and Guts, and Double or Nothing, have had main events which have been considered somewhat letdowns? I honestly don't feel like they have been letdowns. Like, uh, so in speaking in this last one, so they did half televised, half, you know, pre-recorded for um, Stadium Stampede, which I still found hella entertaining between the Pinnacle and, of course, great. the Inner Circle. I thought it was awesome. Now, um, that, they, they, that whole thing was live, right? You guys were watching on the big screen or was it pre-taped? So parts of it were pre-taped. I there's no way in hell that repelling section was done live. Like there's no way they would have almost shown Chris Jericho falling to his death. Because if you look as he repelled down, he like got knocked off the board, got like 20 feet away from it before slamming back into it, but they cut away. No way that was not pre-recorded. And the whole interest that they have with the flames and all that stuff. Okay. I think that was all pre-recorded. I think everything else was done live because they did cut back into the actual arena. So, like, the spot on the second floor in the balcony with MJF and Chris Jericho, where M- uh, where uh, Chris Jericho powerbombed MJF through uh, whatever it was, uh, we did get to really see uh, <laughs> Sammy Guevara actually get some retribution with the golf cart, and he actually did hit Sean Spears, and we saw it coming down on the bottom right side of the, the amphitheater when he actually did hit him with the, go- the go-kart. Uh, and then, of course, we got to see the finale where it was Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spear in the ring in the middle of Daly's place. So it was a bit of both, but I could tell it was probably slightly more pre-recorded for all the backstage stuff. Gotcha. But they actually, but they finished a lot of like those big spots in person, which I really enjoyed. So honestly, I think that lived up to the to the hype. Was it as good as the other one? I would say no, just because of the spots that we had with Nick Jackson. It was different. It, it was, was different. different. It, it was, was different. Better, because, it was different because the difference between this stadium stampede and last year's is that last year's most of the match stayed on the field and around Daly's place. Yeah. This year they went throughout the entire stadium, and then you had all the storylines mixed up into one big storyline because you have one storyline with Wardlow and, and and Jake Hager. Then you have the other storyline with Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. You have the other storyline with Jericho and MJF. So you have all these side action. So it just kind of felt like a live, like a B-rated live action movie because they're cutting from one fight scene to another fight scene to another fight scene to another, and then the finale, you know? So it was good. Uh, it was, it was hella entertaining, but the first, the first one was better. I just hope for the next one, they find a way to really, you know, do do it all out and have it like the red zone channel of NFL where you have like, you know, five games going on. So you literally have like the five storylines going on, but you just have one like it's all on one screen with five segments. But you have the one they're focusing on being bit, like blown up a little bit more it's and like, like they cut the different one. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still see it because I would still want to see what happened in that club because we got to see the return of 
Orale! Arriba la raza. That was good. We got the LAX reunion here at Stadium Stampede, which I thought that was a fun segment in that bar where you know Tully served them all shots before they got to fighting. And then Conan got involved when Tully tried to get involved. Like I enjoyed those kind of spots. So the, so it's, it's those kinds of things that I will hope like they would keep showing just to see what else happened, even if it's not important. Like even if they're just gonna punching each other and like slam each other, just yeah. have it there like a little screen so you can like, oh, if I want to see what Santana Ortiz and FDR are doing, let's see that. But you know, this is the main focus. It's Wardlow and Jake Hager in the freezer, you know, with the big piece, like with a big uh pig just hanging there chilling. And you know, almost seeing a murder when Wardlow wanted to stab Jake Hager with a icicle. Oh God, with an icicle! Like, oh, with the perfect murder weapon because it melts and you have no no uh, fingerprints on it. So, uh, but so yeah, just like you said, it's it, it's different. It was different from last year. We didn't get like a, a pool of incarnation every incarnation. Like we got to see the many faces of Matt Hardy, or we got to see like the uh, Matt Jackson doing the North Lake suplex for fifty yards or like down the entire field doing that. But we did get to see my. My head coach now, one Urban Mayor, make yeah. his debut on AEW, uh, and uh, I believe it's like the defensive uh, coach. And they were there, they were giving it the ball to uh, to Chris Jericho as he was launching him at MJF. So we have another backup quarterback if we need it. Uh, one Chris Irvine will be our fourth string uh, quarterback, uh, <laughs> and we even have a nice little uh, vignette by a nice little special cameo by our owner Shad Con, uh, Shad Khan, who was there oh, in yeah. a little cutout. Chris Jericho was just like pat him on the head so i enjoyed it especially you know it being there in jacksonville so it i don't think it you know it it failed to live up to that the only one that i feel i feel that that list that you gave me was the ultimate exploding barbed wire death match with the pyro yeah Yeah. but other than that i think blood and guts lived up to it i think this match lived up to the main event so so yeah I won't be too harsh it's it's different just remember it's different than what we expect to see from when we get on wwe so, well, let's read some comments here from uh, from all of our viewers here. Uh, Adrian Harper Jr. saying Benta is awesome. Yes, he is. Dan William Kuzak Kuz- uh, is saying AEW just needs to learn how to develop its own talent instead of hiring released WWE talent. Uh, Jungle Boy, look yeah. at Jungle Boy. That's what yeah. they're doing. Uh, Steve Chambers says saying the feud is not going to be over between the inner circle and the pinnacle. Uh, James Allward is saying, I heard that it took four days to film the stampede. I believe that. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Daniel Soto commenting on Facebook. Hey, is it true? WWE is for sale and by who? That is not true. There has not been any confirmation on that. Speculation. There's there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, but no, the answer is no. WWE is not for sale. And we don't know who it's going to be sold for if it is for sale. But oh, no, it, if if it is, there's only two names that I can think of, and that's and NBC Universal, because or, it makes the most sense for them to buy the complete rights as opposed to leasing it for what they're doing for Peacock, or the owner of all things, all hail Disney, because Disney buys everything, and we can get a this uh, WWE theme park over here in Orlando, Florida. So I wouldn't be against that either. It, and we can make Roman Reigns a Disney princess. So yes. <laughs> Those are the only two names that are going to be by that can potentially buy Disney uh, by WWE. <laughs> Let the record reflect that Rico is the one that said that. Let's see Roman Princess. Let the record show that be the it wasn't Jose G. 
It was Rico El Glorioso that said that. All right. Uh, Dan William Kuziak is saying, like the better in the old days when there wasn't a pay-per-view every month, and the storylines were jagged out longer and storylines are better. Yeah, but money. But money. <laughs> but at least that's the thing. That's AEW isn't doing pay-per-views every single month. There, theirs are far and few in between. It's just they have yeah. the same big ones, which is double or nothing. We now know that uh the official date for all in, which is gonna be September 9th. Uh oh, all out. I keep forgetting. It's it's always one or the other. It's all in or uh, all out, bro. And then the other one that they're having, and of course, their um, their beginning of their uh, schedule in July. So, I'm okay. <laughs> what, did, what did Dan say? Uh, I'll read it in just a moment. But he's saying that he agrees with you. I'm okay with Jungle Boy, but I meant for them to create someone like a Goldberg or a WCW. He need oh. a big guy. You need a big guy. Uh, but Dan also makes a comment here. If Disney buys WWE. We will never get out of the PG era, but the Roman Prince's line was pretty awesome, Rico. Uh, no, we, <laughs> we got we got Deadpool and Disney, and De- Deadpool's going to be rated R, so they'll find a way. The Rock they're will finally find to become his Moana character. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, with that cue there, we want to thank you guys for joining us tonight here on tonight's debrief here on Sports Keto Wrestling. Make sure you're watching and subscribing to all of our content on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and also that notification bell so that way you know whenever we go live, just like we did tonight for the debrief, just like we did earlier today for the breaking news, Monday nights with Legion of Raw, Friday nights with Smack Talk, and all the new video content. We got daily news roundups every single morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, dropping tomorrow. We're going to have another uh, round of that. (coughs) Excuse me. Another round of that. Uh, and more breaking news coming tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we don't get any more releases, but count on another report here on Sports Keto Wrestling. Uh, remember, guys, when watching wrestling, Rico, what's the most important thing they can do when watching wrestling? So before, really quick, before you enjoy wrestling, you have to wish my brother here, Jose, a very happy birthday. It is his birthday tomorrow. So you guys make sure in the comments here on his personal, all his social media, give some love to Jose G. He is one of the best people I know on this planet. Show him that love. But oh, other than showing stop. him that love stop. to my brother stop. here, make sure you enjoy wrestling. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>